The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Nui Scruggs. Monday, Players' Lounge, let's ride. Let's ride. It's perfect attendance here. It's the three amigo Negroes oh, okay. today. Perfect attendance, man. You know, somebody's still on Easter break. Somebody's still hanging out with the Easter Bunny recovery. Man, let that man. Let nah, no. Let that man no, make it, man. Every time I come back in the building, <laughs> he always brag about how he perfect attendance. <laughs> now he be late. Oh, he don't be here. Okay, I'm just saying. Hey, Church, we miss you, man. We'll see you next week, all right? We'll see you next week, man. Hope, Enjoy the flight. I hope. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, I know the people on the toll road is happy he, he ain't here today because, <laughs> you know, that brother, he got at least 150, Johnny. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Danger line. <laughs> How about the car? Sprint down the street? All that, yeah. Thank the Lord. <laughs> he safer is so good. Street, safer streets on 10th <laughs> You know it. Church, we miss you though. His, his little, little Toledo Rocket, Rocket right there. Man, huh? Rocket Man, we miss we miss you, Church. Oh, good. Mac <laughs> Champs, baby. Mac Champs. When? Last year? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I'm glad you because, well, you know, last time I said something about champs, you only want to talk about NFL football. football. You're talking about football. Now you're talking about Mac champs. Get Church's props. I am. I want you to give everybody props. Look, what Kansas State do this year? Man, we did it twice. What, what, what did y'all, they, they what did y'all win? They won the Big 12 championship. I know, I know. So we talk, I'm talking about championships. I'm giving y'all Big 12, props. yeah. Big 12 championship. Because uh, you, know, you, got, you got a hater in here. That, like I said, y'all know the group message, okay? He's he, an indiscriminate hater, though. Just saying, everybody, he, it, ain't nobody above board with you. That's one thing I appreciate about you, I don't know you, how dog. I was hating. It, I don't know how I was hating when I just we, – Because we you didn't show the love to nah, LSU that you were supposed the, to show. The, the, hypocrisy, the hypocrisy here is you said we was only going to talk about NFL football on this podcast. He come in here with a rocket man talking about shout out to the Mac Champs Toledo. <laughs> oh, that, is that an NFL football team? Church not here. Is that an NFL football no, team? Church okay, not I'm just here. asking. I just mentioned. I'm just asking. Hey, I'm, you, I'm speaking of, of Rocket man, of man, speaking of Rocket Man, those shoes you had on the other day in that else those Hoikas? No, 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 no. The thing is, I, see when church, when church said it though, I had already heard about them shoes because I had gotten into running to do the uh, TV show, right? And, stuff, and they was like, "Hey, man, what shoes can I wear if I'm gonna be running, you know, 10, 15, 20 miles at a time?" And and those were top of the list for like the shoes that you will wear, you know, for your support and making sure that you don't hurt your knees and all that stuff. So I, I understood, but they are good for running, right? So not not wearing uh, out to the mall. So or, Will Will McClay. Last summer had some, and I asked. Uh-huh. And then um, I think Sham, Brad Sham, had some. And so I'm doing this metabolic conditioning class at Lifetime. Oh, Coach what? Metabolic conditioning class. That uh, sounds on, illegal. On Tuesdays. It's, it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's illegal because how much sweat I'm out here pumping out here. I got a story about that when you finish too. And uh, so it's a lot of treadmill work. Okay. I, and I hate to treadmill. I hate running. And so I had a pair of Nikes, and I've had them over a year, and I've been wearing them down. I was like, I need, I need a pair. So I was over at the Grapevine Mills Mall, saw these shoes, and I was like, oh, yeah, those are the ones that Will had. Let me try them on. Put it my foot in there. I'm like, oh, man, these shoes feel good. So. And so these were on sale. They're like, on, you know, I go to sale, right? I'm like, you got another color beside the yellow and the <laughs> orange? Nope. This is it. <laughs> they not I do. cheap either. 
I have another over here. They were like 160. They're not cheap. I said, uh, yeah, and these are, yeah, he's like, so these are the eights, and we got nines, so eights on sale. And they were like 110. Well, I'm putting on the yellow and orange, and I'm rolling to the gym with them on. Didn't care. I'm that. I, I'm that cheap. I'm glad. You know what? I'm what I really am glad to know that those were on the clearance aisle. I mean, because that big bird yellow didn't fit. I mean, but you, you that's what I said. The, the, the color, the color was a little much. Okay? The rocking. I, I understood the style. I understood the style. Hey, hey, hey look. Yeah, I know you don't care. I, obviously, no. no I, I think I said I asked. It, I can you get me something else? Anything in the back? No. But he then he pointed out. Oh, I got your color. It's $160. Well, I don't like that color. For, <laughs> it, it ain't worth 50 bucks to me. And My like, man. I, I'm at the gym. Nobody care. Uh, but you I'm post like, a picture on social. So oh, you're actually in the gym, but you're trolling them. Yeah, but you're everywhere. Well, you know what I'm saying? Once you post it, you're at the gym. No, but I'm just saying nobody care. Yeah, yeah. Nobody care at the gym. I mean, we got these people looking good doing anything. They don't care about me. They care about me on the, on the struggling over here on the treadmill and doing the sled, doing the push. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Metabolics tied it into it. So for... Have y'all are y'all familiar with metabolics uh, workouts in football? No. Okay, so uh, when I was playing and Voicey was here, I don't know if they still do it now. We would have our metabolic training day, right? So it was explained to be the the closest thing to actual football reps, right? Okay, so yeah. what you would do is you would, as a DB, we would backpedal five and then break on a, a, a five yard route, okay. right? And then you jog back to the goal. You start on the goal line, so you backpedal five. Break on the route, jog back to the goal line. As soon as you get to the goal line, now you're backpedaling 10 and you're breaking on that 10-yard out. Okay. You're jogging back to the goal line. Backyard, uh, and you. So we're going through the whole route tree doing that, and that's our metabolic workout. And then after you finish, so you finish with a goal route. So now you sprint 40 yards, and then you're jogging all the way back. Then you get you a two-minute break, and that is kind of simulating, hey, man, you got about 15, 20 seconds before you have to – be ready to play ball Reactive again, right? Game, so right. after you get the call, mm -hmm. now you got to be able to, hey, all right, we got to line up here, they motion here, and you have to be ready to move. So we call that metabolic workout. So that was, that was you're raising, you're raising yourself, you're raising your heart rate up, boom, and you're bringing it back down. Uh, or or hit exercise, high-intensity interval uh, training. Interval training, yeah. Right, so that's what it is. But but to do that, I needed a good shoe. It's yellow and orange, but my <laughs> fat butt is out there doing it. And I and then the you know, other thing, worst thing is I paid for it. So I go, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to get all I can out of this workout here. By the way, he's Danny McCray. That's Heck Mayer, some new Scruggs players on about to buy Tostitos OBJ signs. Mm. Now I wanted, was waiting to come talk to you about it, Heck, because when Jalen Ramsey was traded for, you weren't happy. You were like, no, why, why did the Cowboys get on it? I, I was glad they didn't because I knew Jalen wanted the contract. That was my whole thing. Like, I like the player. I'm just going to play one more money. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, you can't do that. Right. It's kind of like, you know, your children, you want to take them out to eat, but then like, we ain't never been to Del Frisco's. Well, we don't really need to go out to eat, kids. We can make something at home. But OBJ signs for up to $18 million with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he'll either have an MVP quarterback throwing to him and uh, Lamar Jackson, or he'll have a Pro Bowl quarterback throwing to him and Tyler Huntley. They make Pro Bowl. Uh, so, <laughs> thoughts? Are you okay? The yeah. Cowboys didn't get him. You know what? I, I think when I look back at the deal that was made, I can understand from a deal standpoint why the Cowboys didn't sign OBJ. And I don't think anybody knew that the ticket was going to be $18 million coming out. You, you, did you have any, any inkling that it was, it was up to $18 million, $15 million guaranteed? 15 guaranteed. You know, and speaking of getting the bag, I mean, he did that. He bet on himself. And a guy that has 
been out of football for a year on a, on a catastrophic injury, a non-contact injury that this is his second, uh, you know, and I was really more surprised by who signed him. Now, I, I, there are obviously 31 other teams that are, and there are a lot of teams in the NFL that you think, man, they would do something like this because they're just hard-pressed to get a playmaker. Not the Baltimore Ravens, because the Baltimore Ravens to me is that blue-collar organization, a football organization that don't make hasty decisions. But this was one where, you know, your ear kind of pricks up and you think to yourself, like, why would they make a decision like that, especially in a league where you could throw a rock and hit a 1,000-yard receiver? And they needed that type of a playmaker. Now, what does that mean for the other decisions that they have to make down the road to better their team? You just talked about MVP and Lamar Jackson and Huntley. What are they going to do there? Uh, for the Cowboys, I think when you, when you talk about Brandon Cooks and what he's going to mean in this offense as an accent piece for Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, I think they made the right decision. But when you put those two players next to each other, perception-wise, I think everybody would say that Odell Beckham is the better player. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I was surprised. I was surprised that he got the bag. I was surprised that he got that much because when we talked about it, I think the, the ticket was $20 million. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, man, he's not going to get $20 million. But for Baltimore to give him that, I'm sure they, you know, went through everything with a fine-tooth comb. Man, listen, Baltimore is in a tough spot at this point, right? Now, right, at this point, what they're trying to do is prove that they are doing everything they can on, on outside looking in to get Lamar Jackson what's he, what he needs to say, hey, man, we're an organization who's trying to give you Everything you need right. to get you a Super Bowl. What have we believed that they've been missing for the last few years? Even when they picked up Des Bryant uh, in the, in the midseason, that time, they were like, "Hey, man, we, all they all they're missing uh, in their offense because they have Lamar Jackson, MVP guy." They got Andrews, who is a stellar tight end. Tight end. Yeah. You got you drafted J.K. Dobbins. You got Bateman. What type of difference maker do you need to help Lamar get over the hump? Because they just that 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 far away from getting over the hump. They've right. been in the running when you got a healthy Lamar Jackson. Odell Beckham is that guy. Do I believe that he, you know, could have looked at Dallas and said, "Hey man, ain't no state tax. You know, I take twelve instead of the fifteen. Give me a little incentive." Could it have worked? I believe it could have. But hey man, I'm happy for him because he did get 18 coming off the ACL. We, none of us thought that was gonna happen. No. He even said, "Hey man, I ain't asking for 20, but I'm just saying I'm not taking four. And Baltimore was like, "Hey, listen, we gonna figure something out." 15 up to 18. Shout out to you for my LSU Tiger, my guy. Shout out to he you got for getting that. that bread, man. So you look at the Ravens, eight wide receivers on the roster. Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, Devin DuVernay, Tylen uh, Wallace, James Prochet the second, Andy Isabella, Mike Thomas, Shamar Bridges. Who? I know, <laughs> I, I know Bateman and Aguilar. I don't think I remember about Aguilar as that dude who had, was <laughs> – he was like, he dropping babies Yikes. out and catching them, He's unlike Aguilar. Super Bowl champion, baby. But neither one of those guys have ever been a 1,000-yard receiver. So, again, when you look around the league and you talk about guys that's making that 18 to $20 million, um, what was the guy that went from Arizona to Christian Kirk? Okay. Christian Kirk. And balled out. Balled out. Balled you, out. You know, and, and so 1,000-yard receiver last year. And so I, I just wonder to myself, like, what is going to be the production level of Odell Beckham this year? Out, being out of football for a complete year uh, and his second ACL injury, you know, it's going to be interesting how they use him, what, what's going to be the scheme, and also do they get Lamar back? If, if Lamar Jackson is there, his production is going to be high. Similar to the fact that, 
they're looking for a guy to to help offset the attention that Andrews gets, right? right. So he's going to naturally probably get some one-on-ones just based on that. Two, I remember when he was with Cleveland, and we were like, well, how did Cleveland going to use him, right? Because Baker Mayfield couldn't really get the ball to him down the field. Double reverse on us. Remember that for a touchdown? Oh, 50 yards? Man, they gonna find, I'm stuff. just saying they're going to find a way. <laughs> when you have a guy with that type of talent, no, they're going to way to, they gonna find a way to use him because he's proven that he can do whatever it is yeah. that you ask him to do at an extremely high level. I, I think this worked out very well for him, and I think it worked out well for the Cowboys because I love Cooks and what he brings, the vertical. Uh, you've got CeeDee Lamb. You've, you've got Gallup. I just feel like what they what they did, they found the kind of piece they needed. Yes, at the end of the year when you knew that, okay, uh, your receiving core was not where it needed to be and James Washington wasn't going to be the player you wanted and Jalen Tolbert let you down, that, all right, Odell Beckham Jr., getting him, this, this could have worked. Um, I still feel like had he signed. Earlier. Yeah, something <laughs> could have worked. Yeah. Because that San Francisco game, and the homeboy would have been getting the ball a whole lot because <laughs> they needed some help. Um, but but it didn't. The Cowboys went back to what they originally tried to do with the trade deadline. They went and got Cooks. So right now I feel like, man, this is, a, this is another move where the Cowboys, to me, came out well. You came out well because you didn't have to give up a draft pick or pay Jalen Ramsey more money. Mm-hmm. And Jalen's worth the money, but we just know how the Cowboys operate. They we're not going to pay that kind of freight on a cornerback with another cornerback getting ready to hit the uh, you know hit hit the marketplace in terms right. of digs. So they get Stephon Gilmore on a one year contract, and I love the fact that you've got Gilmore, who like Jalen Ramsey, has Super Bowl experience, um, was a bit of defensive player of the year. If he can teach guys and. and Danny played in the league. There's something about dudes who've got rings, who know, who play your spot, that they just, they're just going to have a credibility that I'm sorry an assistant coach ain't going to have. Al Harris is – I love Al Harris. Stephon Gilmore walking in there saying something to Diggs, to me, is going to carry a lot more weight. I just think they need more dudes like that, which is why I wanted Vaughn Miller two years ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it helps. It helps to have a guy like a Stephon Gilmore. I don't know how vocal he is in the locker room, but when those type of guys do come in, they don't even have to say anything, right? Especially if, if those are the type of guys that go out there and they're working after practice, they're working before practice, they're here in the early in the, in the weight room doing all the extra stuff. B. Carr was like that for whatever overpaid whatever, when guys saw him being out there and in the weight room early and doing all the extra stuff, people followed. And they yeah. went, hey, man, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing what he's doing because why? I want to get the fifty million dollar bag too, and also it's proven that what he's doing is working. He hasn't missed the game in nine years. He's always dependable. He knows what the heck he's doing. So that's the guy that you just straight up follow. Now, if you add uh, Gilmore, if he's vocal, then that just adds another element to to the leadership that he can bring to the room with Al Harris because Al Harris has been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I, I love that, and, and I think there's a lot to be said about a guy that comes in with. Street cred. You know, he has the credibility. You don't have to question him. I mean, they call him Gilly. He's a one-word, <laughs> one-name guy. You know, Gilly. You know who they're talking about when they say it. But when I look at his age and I look at what he's done in the league, you know, in Dan Quinn's system, I think he can do so much for you, even with his skill set in a zone. Let's say him playing zone. He's so smart. On the field, he's a guy that could cover two receivers in a zone situation, and that's—I t- mean, that's the price of admission when you get a guy that can do that and still have the ability. And he's shown that he can still play man as well. And so, I think his IQ is is better for me than anything that he can come into the locker room and tell guys to get off their butt. And, you know, those things I think are, are more important. Think of what we just what we saw on Sunday Night Football when he was here playing yeah. the Cowboys. You're like. 
perfect bad example. team, but the dude out here making some plays. And so he's making plays on a bad team. I think you put him here. I think you bring up a good point. Al Harris, Dan Quinn. Um, I think he can be useful. And to me, what I also like about these moves, this allows Will McClay to be very flexible. If there's a corner they like in the draft, they can go get somebody. If there's, if there's a receiver, they can go get somebody because these two guys are basically on one-year deals, which if things go well, you could sign them to another one-year deal because they're at that point in their careers where it ain't like there's going to be a whole lot of people trying to give you three, four-year deals that are good teams right. anyway. So I just think the Cowboys this offseason put themselves in some good positions. No, they didn't get Odell Beckham Jr. No, they didn't get Jalen Ramsey, but I thought they got guys that could help. It looked to me, to me, I see a fit. You know, that's a, hot, a lot of times he's like, is there a fit there? I think the two guys ever wanted Let me be clear saying this, okay? Brandon Cooks loved the pickup. I was envisioning a you know, CD, we know who you a CD Lamb <laughs> and an Odell Beckham running 12 personnel where you can run the ball and you got two guys on the outside that you have to worry about. Kind of opposite of what uh, New England did when they had Hernandez yeah. and Gronkowski, but you, you had those guys on the outside. They were a, a matchup problem for mm-hmm. everyone, right? right? Because when you run a 12, you got to have your base personnel out there with your three linebackers. So what you going to do with the two dudes on the outside and then you got Hendershot and, and guys out there who have the athletic ability to actually make some noise? I'm just seeing that. Not, right. I, you know, I like cause, but, you know, I'm an LSU guy. I'm an LSU guy, <laughs> so on, of, course, of course I would have rather had – you know, Odell. But I think Brandon Cooks is, is going to be an outstanding addition to the squad. I've had him on my fantasy team. That's why I know he puts up numbers, even with the Texans last year with 16 different quarterbacks. All right, let's get our first break in here. Let's dive into B. John Robinson. I keep hearing his name more and more. Danny even got the star <laughs> magazine right, right, there. right there. What's up with that? With, with B. John Robinson. Um, and then there's this talk that people say, hey, you know what? Um, should anybody draft B. John Robinson or any running back in round one? Let's discuss it with Heckma Harrison, Danny McCray, I'm New East Scruggs, Barry Church with the Day Off Players Now it's brought to you by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. 
With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Back to the Players' Lounge. Come out to the Star in Frisco for Dallas Cowboy Draft Weekend presented by Miller Lite. The party starts on Thursday, April 27th at 6.30 p.m. Enjoy draft coverage, player appearances, live performances, and more. On Friday, come back for draft night out with live music and games. Then finish strong on Saturday with the Draft Day 5K presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. For more, uh, for more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. Heck, Harrison, appreciate it. Danny McCram, New East Crooks. This is the Players' Lounge. Bijan Robbins is a name you keep hearing mock to the Dallas Cowboys. And this is what I'm starting to understand about these different mock drafts. People are looking at, quote-unquote, guys who left for the Cowboys and trying to fill a hole. Oh, Dalton Schultz left, so they <laughs> put tight ends in the first round. Right. Zeke's gone, so they're putting Bijan Robbins in there. So this is what a lot of folks are just doing. They may decide they don't want to spend on a running back at 26. And B. John Robinson, in my opinion, is not going to be there at 26. That's just me. Last year put up um, 1,894 yards and 20 touchdowns at Texas. Gary Patterson, who had a long relationship with, spent one year at Texas as an analyst, defensive analyst, I believe. GP, talked to me. And he said, probably the best back I've been around since LT. And then he says, you're going to love him as a person. He says he can catch it. He can run it. He says, you know, he can do both. I said, so are you talking weapon like McCaffrey? He said, they're different players. But, yes, a weapon who can run it, who can throw it. And so mine, when I hear weapon, the first guy I think of, our guy, number 11. Okay, everybody's like, you don't draft a linebacker in the first round. Then you look at everything. That Micah Parsons has done. Now we, oh yeah, he's a weapon. So guys, if Bijan Robinson is a weapon in a run CMC, bigger run CMC kind of way, are you cool with the Cowboys taking him in the first round? I'll be straight up with you. I, I, I appreciate the comparison, but as I'm reading here, they said Saquon Barkley. And is that you, is that a is that you, a warning you, label? No, 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 no. Okay. For me, if because I'm, I'm minus the injuries because you never know. Okay, you, like you never know. Some people just go through some stuff and you get. But if you're going to compare a guy to Saquon Barkley, and I'm looking at one what Saquon Barkley did his rookie year, and any time that he's been healthy when he came back this year, I'm like, that's a weapon. Check, catch it, run it, block when he need to. But that's a guy when the defensive coordinator is saying, "Hey man, who do we need to stop?" You like, yeah, Saquon, right? You not Danny Dimes, not the receivers on the outside. You say, man, if we stop this guy, we got a chance to win. That is right. a weapon because you're focusing all your everything you have to on that guy. Yeah, I'm going to take him in the first round. Of course I am. It's, well, depends on what, what my team needs are. If I have an offensive line that's ready and can run block, and you all you got to do is add that guy in there, and he's going to be a passing threat and a running threat, be able to get you those first downs, fall forward, and do all that stuff, heck yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer. And then you get them in a the draft where you, may, you ain't got to pay them $90 million uh, after that because you know you're probably not going to get a second contract with the way all this stuff is rolling out. So, yeah, I, I get them now. You know, I, I really have had a problem over the years with the the way that the running back position has been devalued and the way that the 
the, your your crowd, your, everybody that's into fantasy football views the way that you use your running back uh, and, and the points and all of that stuff. I look at B. John Robinson because obviously living here in Texas, I see I've seen a lot of him, and this dude is to me a day one starter. A guy that can do it all. When you when you get the Christian McCaffrey comparison, and especially from uh, the uh, Gary Patterson, that's come on LT comparison. To me, that's enough to go out on a limb and say this guy is worthy of first day. I, I have to get a Bijan Robinson. The other thing is, you know, in, in this offense, can he do some of the other things that we're going to be missing now that Zeke's not here? You know, bl- uh, blocking, picking up, you know, run support, yes. those things as well. Yes, he can do that. Uh, he can do that as well. Yes. So I mean. I, I really have a problem with the way that people are saying, well, ah, you don't want to you know, take this guy in the first round and you know, risk losing him to – I definitely don't want to see him go to Philly. <laughs> I don't want to see him go any place like that. But you know, I think that he's solid. I think he, if, he were, he, if we were to draft him at 26, and I'm with you, Newey, I don't think he, fall, he, he goes that, that far. Uh, but just say he does. I think that's a no-brainer. Because if you look at the depth chart of what the Dallas Cowboys have – they're loaded in other areas where they have plenty of talent. The running back room right now is the one where you really have some question marks, especially with Tony Pollard coming off of that ankle injury. So one way or another, they're going to draft a, a running back in, in, the, in this draft, right? So will they go as high as number one for Bijan Robinson? I don't know, but I wouldn't draft Bijan Robinson with the anticipation that I don't sign him to a second contract. I want to keep I, him. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it as you said, and I'm like, man, because I'm, I'm a former player and devaluing and all that stuff, and I want guys to get paid. Look around the league at guys who have been drafted in the first round, big-time running backs around the league, and you look at the injuries and the – how it's been going for them over the last no, few years. You're right. You think about a Dalvin Cook. You think about Christian McCaffrey. You think about a Derrick Henry. Remember, Chris Carson was rolling out there in uh, in, in Seattle okay. and might not ever play football again. He's not playing football again, right? He uh, hurt his neck. He's so, out. So, you think about Leonard Fournette. You think think about uh, ETN. So I'm going to throw, throw it to you this way. For six years, would you do it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think. So if you take him in the first round, you got five. Then you throw franchise tackle. That's six. How much is that franchise tag going to be? For running back right now? No, no, at that time. Yeah, okay, I don't know. If it keeps rolling the way this is, where the, the, the running back position is devalued, it's, it's probably going yes. it, to be cheaper than trying to get a to, to the you know receiver. So it's going to be cheaper than trying to frame. So now I'm going to throw this out here too. I go to Jalen Hurts. What helped make Jalen Hurts really good this year? Running game. Running game and receivers. They helped the court. They helped their quarterback. When we saw Dak at his best, when we saw Tony Romo at his best, Cowboys had Demarco Murray, who won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, and we saw Ezekiel Elliott lead the league in rushing. And the offensive line was unmatched. Good, good the Pro yeah. Bowlers. So to me, when I look at B. John Robinson, I look at you're going to get a guy who will not only make a difference for you in your run game. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, which leads into what Mike McCarthy is going to want to do. But he's going to help me make your quarterback better. And if people, other defense, have got to worry about Robinson coming out of the backfield or him running, that's going to help Gallup. That'll help uh, Cooks. That'll help Lamb. So, to me, I'm thinking of this is going to help your defense. And then I go back to what Warren Buffett always talks about. When everybody else is scared of the market, Warren Buffett running out there to go buy stocks. 
Everybody is out there buying warrants. I'm going to sit back here and let you all run it all. That's just how he goes. So if everybody is saying, no, 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 I don't want this, then why don't you go get them? What I think about Jimmy Johnson got here. Jimmy Johnson said, I want to play fast. Everybody else, like the NFC East is about big people. Jimmy's like, we're going fast. Defensively, they were fast. And he went different, and it worked. So that, to me, when I think about B. John Robinson and the Cowboys, I'm like, man, if somebody's going to be foolish enough to let this guy follow 26, and I'm going to throw you right here, heck, if they want to go up and get this guy, I wouldn't have an issue with it either. No, I mean, I think you're solid uh, on your assessment of Bijan. But you know, even when you throw the Warren Buffett analogy out there, I mean, Warren Buffett financial advice from him is different when you got short money because <laughs> he, yeah. he got long money. I mean, you know, you're is it run out there and be broke? Run out there and get your head bust. <laughs> your, your, your owner ain't going broke no time. Soon. No, no, no. And, and I'm, I'm talking about from from the from the team from the position need. Um, when when you think about that advice, I, I'm look. I go back to a guy last year, Brees Hall. They went to the Jets from Iowa State. I don't yes. remember you. That guy was a phenomenal running back that fell in the second half to the second pick. Uh, excuse me, the, the second se- round, second round uh, because of devaluing the the running back. Uh, Ten years ago, tw- whatever he'd been a first round draft pick based based off of his work horse mentality as a running back. We need that. And when you point out the best Dak that we had was when he had Zeke that should have been both co-rookie of the years that year because it made everything easier. The the um, Looking at Jalen Hurts and what made him what he is, you point out the offensive line, phenomenal offensive line. And, by the way, 2,000-yard receivers. So, the running game is still relevant in the NFL, no matter what people say. And so the Cowboys are going to need a guy like that to, to be an accent piece with Tony Pollard because I don't think that none of us believe that Tony Pollard is a every down back. And if he is, that's catering to the problem that you already mentioned, that guys are getting hurt in this league and then they don't make it to the next contract. So Jonathan Taylor? Boom. Everybody's sitting there, oh, man, Jonathan, oh, man, that dude right there, draft him first in your – in your fantasy draft. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, goodness gracious. <laughs> this is what I did. <laughs> this is what I did. But this is consistent. Like, it ain't – you know, you devaluing the guys and, okay, whatever. Six years, right. I would say for five to six years, we got the best we could from Zeke, and it was worth every penny of it. Right. Every penny of it. And then what? Yeah. I think your number of six is, is spot on. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is – the Zeke thing was a man. two things, management – and then you change your coach. So let's hit our let's hit our next break here. Um, Leighton Vanderesh, he's back. I want to dive into the linebacker spot. What else do we need at the linebacker spot here for the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready for the draft? Heckma Harrison, he's Danny McCrabb, Dewey Scruggs. This is a place I'm brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Back to the Players' Lounge. The official 2023 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine NFL Draft Guide is now available. This year's editions features more scouting reports than ever and over 500 prospects listed in all. There are also features on the passion for football in Texas, the annual mock draft, and the science of selecting a running back in the first round. Do your Cowboys draft with the Cowboys. Get your draft guide today at DallasCowboys.com slash star. Thank you, Heckma Harrison. Yes, sir. You can also watch the draft show um, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Danny McCray, former Cowboys safety, joining us. I'm Newey Scruggs. So, linebackers, uh, uh, area we don't talk much about. And you say linebacker, you think immediately Michael Parsons, okay? One of the best in the game. And then you think about Leighton Vanderish, a former first-round pick who's had a really good career, especially the last two years. So, he's been re-signed as well. But then I think about, well... <coughs> They take Mike a lot of times and put him down in the box. Anthony Barr was a guy last year who was here. George Edwards knew him very well. He had a nice run with the Minnesota Vikings. I looked at him as just a one-year fix. So I bring that up to say, okay, as we're start talking about pick 26, is linebacker on your radar at all? No. Not mine. I, I mean, look, here's the thing. Leighton Van Der Esch had a solid year. Last season, um, he showed that when he's not having to fight through the weeds of, of blockers, that he could be effective shedding and getting to the ball. He plays smart. And the other thing about it is he wasn't injured. And that's a big plus for him. And he comes back and he re-ups and gets, gets another contract. So um, I look at the depth behind him. I look at guys like Jabril Cox, you know, your LSU guy. You know, what is he going to do? This is a – would you say this is very important season, offseason for a guy like Jabril Cox who has come in with all of his promise uh, um, as well? Free agency, you thought that there were going to be some moves. I can't say any names, but you thought that the Cowboys were going to make some moves in free agency to try and bring some guys in, and I don't think that they're done. But, Nui, I'm with you. I think the in the draft you have to – you know, take a swing on a lot of linebackers to bring in some healthy talent uh, here. A guy like Damone Clark that, that had the neck injury last year, I don't even think any
anyone thought that he was even going to be able to play last year, and he comes in and he contributes. But it's just one of those gray areas on the defense. I don't think you lost any games because of your linebacker play, but I just don't think that you feel as though you have that solid guy uh, in the middle. We don't have one of those – you know, just, I don't know. We just don't have one of those linebackers that is a household name in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you know, once you move Michael Parsons up to the to the defensive line, yeah, I think that kind of makes a little sense. But like, like it's just me. Like maybe I'm biased because I've been on the Dan Quinn train since before he got here, and I'm like, if you talk about a guy who can plug and play and find guys and continue to find guys to be able to fit positions and do what what he needs them to do, it's Dan Quinn. He's been able to find those right. guys, and now you got a healthy Lane Vanderish who's going to be able to play 80%, 90% of your snaps, depending on what the uh, what the formations uh, are, right. right? You got three safeties that are that are essentially starters. One of them is, call it what you want, a linebacker. Linebacker, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> One of them is a linebacker. So two of them. So I don't think you are in as much trouble at the linebacker position without having the household name because you just paid a safety who hits like a linebacker. You got curse, and you also have Michael Parsons who can play back are up depending on the situation. So, yeah, you want your young guys, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, to come and show up. Uh, and I think they will because they are playing uh, with Dan Quinn. So I don't I don't look at that as a big issue. You know my big issue is our offensive line. Like, like that. help. Yeah. Help. Help. We Peters was was here last year as uh, you know as a starter. <laughs> he you know? was. He was. So, Let it go, dog. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> he so, might be back. I'm saying. So when you think of, when you think about depth, that's that's what you have to look at, especially with up, upcoming uh, contract situations after this year. So at 26, just by Cowboys standard, we probably will not see a first round inside linebacker go. I think the last time we saw a middle linebacker inside guy go in the first round might have been Robert Jones coming out of East Carolina or Jimmy Johnson. So just looking at inside linebackers, just kind of how they're rated now. you got a Jack Campbell over at Iowa. You've got Drew Sanders over at Arkansas. Trent Bad Simpson at, uh, at Clemson. And, and for me, you know, I just think that inside, line, you know, inside linebacker who can check some tight ends, help in the run game, you know, get check a couple guys coming out the you know in the backfield on flares. I still think you know what they had, what Anthony Barr once was. You'd like to go get. So if that second round, to me, I'm interested. And as you just talked about with the kid from Arkansas, you know, hey, look, if, if a guy like that sitting there, and they went and made that pick, I would say, you know, okay, there's there's a need of that. If Saquon Barkley. Comes back and has another good year because I thought Saquon was really improved. Saquon Barkley ends up being Saquon Barkley again. You got to check that dude. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia is going to run the football. That's that's what they do. Different dudes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Washington drafted B. John Robinson of Philadelphia. So if one of these guys goes, like, you go, you know, a middle linebacker going to be something that I think that you need. Yeah, I'm, I was pulling. I was pulling up uh, UMBC uh, D Mac. You know when y'all start doing comparisons on players, y'all always go to the top. You know, and, and I was thinking, you know, Roquan Smith, guys like that in the league. That there are no question marks around guys like that. You know, LVE again, he was solid. If you go into the drafting, you're going to get a guy. He has to be bona fide. You know, he has to be. And Chris Beam can speak to this because we called Drew Sanders 
first game in high school. And I, I legit think that Drew Sanders is the same size right now than he was in high school, his freshman year. So, I'm legit, Chris, am I, am I telling the story here? I mean, because this, I mean, he, he is an athlete, a freak athlete, and his size is comparable to Leighton Van Der Esch as well. So, you may be able to get younger and stronger at the linebacker position at, at Drew Sanders. He played Drew defensive end too, right? At, yeah. Uh, at Bama. Yeah. Um, so, can also get that done, but, you know, more productive at linebacker. 6'4", six, six, three eights, 235. Um, last year, 103 tackles, nine and a half sacks, one pick. In the SEC, I think that means something, right? Yeah, no, you know it does. Yeah, that means something. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched him play quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, linebacker. I mean, he was playing everything that, that, that le- year. Legit. I mean, I'm doing, telling you. Doing it all. I had never seen anything like this just as far as a high school kid in as many games as I've called. Watching, looking at that kid, I turned to Chris and said, "Who, who is that? <laughs> who is that kid?" And he's, he's different. Oh, no, I mean just standing there. You're like, what is? And and everybody's like, no. The he's funny four- thing is, he was playing offense. Like, like was it like six games in the season? Yeah. And finally, they like like district play came around. They flipped him to defense only, and like he was making all the tackles. I'm like. Why weren't they doing this all year? No, freak athlete. Crazy. He was all over the place. See, kids like that, I call them the birth certificate kids. <laughs> <laughs> got to check it. <laughs> Is he Dominican? <laughs> the parents from the other team come. Uh, yes, uh, we were trying to see um, that one. See, how old is he? We need to see the birth certificate, nigga. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, he, he was the kid was, just like, for real, chiseled out of granite. Uh, as a freshman, and he played to that level. And to see him go to Alabama, then also go to Arkansas, I mean, he is a player. He is a guy that's a bona fide tackler. And based off of what you're saying, as far as the NFC East running game, we know what we're going to get from Philly. We know what we're going to get from, from New York. And if Washington happens to get Bijan, we're going to need to even be more fortified at the linebacker position. But I'm not worried, based off of what you said, because of our safety play. I mean, we got some guys that are legit down downhill thumpers and with Layton and with what we have behind that look I, I'm I'm solid at the linebacker position but if I can get better with somebody like Drew Sanders I, I'm all for it so let me ask you this because you're, you're you're a big Dan Quinn guy from day one you were on the Dan Quinn train if Dan Quinn says hey man I'm not saying he's Bobby but I feel like a little Bobby traits in him would you be okay they go second round with a guy like that? Man, if Dan Quinn goes and says, because he knows what he needs as a defensive line mm-hmm. position, right, and if he makes the recommendation that he sees a guy who is more important than his need at defensive line, then, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with what he's saying, right, because he knows his defense better than anybody. He's looking at it and saying, hey, man, if we could plug up this spot, then we'll be a great, great defense. But, man, this linebacker right here might might offset some of that. Then, yeah, you go, you go get him. <laughs> Because he knows. When, when has he been wrong since he's been here? Hadn't been. T- tell me. No, <laughs> tell he hadn't me when been. has he been wrong? And he's not scared to yank you off the field if you're not playing up to up to standards, right? We see the guys guys been gone. Yeah, they've been going out of here. Kevin Joseph, they did the they did the whole thing, and then hey man, we gonna put in, we gonna rotate it, we gonna figure out how we can get a guy here to play play the game the right way. Not gonna sit sit there and let you make mistakes. And the thing with Dan Quinn that I'm loving in the off season is Dan Quinn is the guy with boots on the ground. He's going to the mm-hmm. school to work these guys out. So, so anybody know Dan Quinn knows. Yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. If he says that, then yeah. But I really think that he sees, hey man, we need we need something up front because we made all this noise about what our back end looked like with our safeties. Yeah. We got linebackers who who can play the game. We got some young guys coming up. But what you look at, you say, man, we want to stop the run. 
So we need to find out a way to get that three technique, that one technique, that zero technique in there, clogging up some gaps, getting some separation, putting your hand inside and making sure that you can make tackles when they run in uh, traps and, and leads and powers. And, and so and for me, where I have been, I've been like D-line first round. You know, I've been there in terms of that. At 26, I'm feeling like you Yikes. could possibly get, you know, something there. Um, which, you know, look, it, it's at 26, you're going to be able to find a player, and the player will have – it'll be like T.J. Watt. There's going to be a little something eh, – we don't look like a little bit of that. It's some different kind – some type of measurable that you say, eh, I don't like this, I don't like that. But we keep seeing teams – I mean – Ozzie Newsom made a living out of it, of taking guys, you know, who have whatever flaw down there. Um, so it's great. But, you know, second round, you're going to be able to, you know, that's where you, I can see an inside linebacker possibly go. But, man, it's fun. Draft is coming closer and closer here. And we'll keep on chatting about it is to see what Will McClay and company can do because they are really good at draft. So so you said next week we're going to cover pages uh, 46 through 57. That'll be offensive work? tackles and guards and centers. That's what we'll be talking about next so week. We can, we can go okay, ahead and get into uh, that. Okay, because, yeah, I just want to get next week. got to have that. Especially just, you know. Hey, we got to have that, that conversation uh, about I, what's, what we going to do over there. Uh, Steve Avila. Steve Avila. TCU. I love, I love the fact that he's a he guard center guy. And if McCarthy keeps talking about position flex, and with 17 games, I think it's very important that, that you, especially the offensive line, you need position flex. Guys that can play multiple spots here. That is worthy of taking a player in the first two days of the draft, in my opinion. If a guy can give you that kind of flex. I got one more question before you get out of here. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Oh. Well, oh. It's baseball well, season. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's the baseball hockey team going to the playoffs, though. Oh, my God. I was going, I was going to okay. say it's baseball season. Uh, the hockey team is, is, is got the kind of team that can make a run back to the Stanley Cup. It's draft season. I mean, I – I, I, there's other things that I can spend my time on Channel 5 <laughs> talking about than to be worried about the Mavericks. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie said he wasn't doing the exit interview. That's all he needed to hear. That's all he was. Come on, man. What the, no, I just want to know. What, what decision do you think they was trying to make with the sitting the guys in the game before the last game and then going out there and getting beat the brakes off of you by the, by the Spurs? And what was going on? It was sabotage. Right. That was that's what uh, a classic example of self sabotage when they went out and got Kyrie, and they had a good enough team to be playoff. They were playoff. They were in the playoffs when they got them. You know, haven't been able to sign guys. I think was it was it Brunson that left and went to New York. Okay, but you know, at the same time, that your your star player was moaning and groaning about the roster. Your coach was moaning and groaning about the roster. So you got guys moaning and groaning. They went out, they made a move, it, it blew up, and there were people who were like, hey, man, these two dudes, they do kind of the same thing. What do you want to do? So, um, and as, as much as I like Mark personally, mistakes. You in charge. Mark is always involved in everything. Okay? Mark's the guy who's like, nah, Donnie, we, we need to save money to go out to Dwight Howard, so trade down. Though Donnie was like, we can take this dude from Greeks. Nah, trade down because I want – Mark's the guy that was like, nah, I'm not matching that five-year deal on Steve Nash. Yeah. Mark's that guy that's like, nah, nah, with the new, the new rules in place, we can't keep Tyson Chandler. We'll just go with Brendan Haywood. <laughs> <laughs> like, fire Jason Kidd. Okay. Man, the you, next person you go bring, I knew, I knew he wanted wow. to say because at first it was, hey man, we is bad, it's not bad. Talking about Bruce Bochy, won three, three, three World Series. Are you feeling good? You feeling good about the Rangers? Uh, I feel, I feel that they can be competitive 
in September for a playoff spot, which is all I'm asking for. Man, just compete. I ain't asking you to win the division because I think Houston is going to win the division. But just just be competitive, man, that we could talk about you. That's all we want to do, man, be able to talk about you in September and not be done with you by May. That's I got small. I got low expectations. <laughs> this this hockey team, this hockey team is good. Is it? Hockey team, this hockey team is good enough to win the whole thing. And we got draft coming up here. So how we gonna get Dax some weapons and how you improve defense? There's a lot that I can do versus sitting up here looking at Mark trying to dive into it. I'll, I'll let my boy Tim McMahon and Sham Sharani. They can all jump in there and tell me everything. And I'll read it. I'll read it. Man. <laughs> That's we'll, a sore spot, dog. We'll you see y'all next nerve. week. Man. <laughs> he hit that nerve. We'll see y'all next week. Man. <laughs> see y'all next week right here on the Plains Lounge. Danny McCray, Heckman Harris, some new <laughs> Got him on his soapbox. Jeez. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!